When we get to December or January and look back on this season, we will say that Spencer Rattler and two other key groups decided the Gamecocks' fate in 2023. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Lyon, and I thank y'all so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team every day. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today is officially the start of fall camp for the South Carolina Gamecocks, and while we're not going to touch on that For our usual daily show, we are going to dive into another storyline or something to sort of pay attention to when it comes to the 2023 season. And I'm talking about the players and or groups that will decide the Gamecocks' fate this fall. And in my opinion, those players or groups are Spencer Rattler, this 2023 freshman class, and this offensive line. And I also gleaned some really interesting comments from South Carolina's Media Day event on Thursday that could end up deciding how much exactly each of these players or groups play a role in the Gamecocks 2023 season. And we're going to dive into all of that on this Friday edition of Locked On Gamecocks. While there are multiple players and position groups that will decide how South Carolina fares in 2023, at the end of the day, it's all going to come back to the play of Spencer Rattler to number seven on South Carolina's offense. This team will go as far as Spencer Rattler goes because when Spencer Rattler is on, the Gamecocks can beat just about anybody that they play. But when Spencer Rattler struggles, South Carolina could allow lesser opponents to hang around like they did a couple of times in the 2022 season. So to get into this conversation, I want to really throw out one question for all of you. What factors will play a role in how Spencer Rattler performs this year? In my opinion, There's three different factors that will decide how Spencer Rattler impacts this team in 2023. The first one is his chemistry with new offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, Dow Lockett. Now, we've touched on this subject a lot throughout this offseason, so I'm going to keep this point pretty quick. But as we all know, Dow Lockett is coming into Columbia with an offense that doesn't exactly overhaul the identity of what South Carolina wants to be on that side of the ball. However, there are some minor tweaks that are being made, including the verbiage. The verbiage is being simplified for this offense. And this offense is apparently going to be more open to feedback and suggestions from especially Spencer Rattler. This is an offense that's meant to run through his strengths, as Dow Lawkins has put it. And it seems like that this could be the perfect fit when it comes to this offensive coordinator and quarterback pairing between Dow Lawkins and Spencer Rattler. And it could be exactly what he needed after what all happened last fall. But we haven't seen it play out yet in a live game. So we'll find out pretty quickly because of this tough September slate, especially just how well Dow Loggins and Spencer Rattler could mesh this fall. 
The second factor that could play into how much Spencer Rattler could set the ceiling for this team in 2023 is how much better he is at taking care of the football. And on Thursday, when at South Carolina's Media Day event, I asked Shane Beamer, who has harped on the Gamecocks needing to lessen the amount of turnovers that they are giving away to their opponents this offseason. I asked him, how do you walk that fine line between emphasizing that point with Spencer, but also not taking away sort of his strengths or making him more hesitant to just let it loose, which is obviously what Rattler does so well, what makes him so exciting. And this is what Shane Beamer had to say when I asked him that question. Um, Great question. I mean, I told Spencer last year going into the Tennessee game, I guess, that, look, you can't go out there worried about making mistakes and just cut it loose and, and play free and I'm not taking you out of the game if you throw an interception. Like, you're great when you're just playing free and having fun and being aggressive and cutting it loose. So we need him to continue to be that way. Bless you. Need him to continue to be that way, without a doubt. Um, but also being smart with protecting the ball. And, and we've broken down all the turnovers from last season. And some of it may be a poor decision by the quarterback. Some of it may be poor ball security when the quarterback's running. Uh, but then also a lot of it, you know, it's – drops it's uh, an offensive lineman maybe missing a, a blitz pickup and turn a free rusher a, a, a rusher free or or whatnot so you don't want to get in your head where you're talking about it so much and and you it's like paralysis by analysis we're not trying to do that making like a robot out there but he and all of our guys I mean we're not going to go through a whole season without turning the ball over like as much as I would like to, we're going to turn the ball over some. You want to minimize it and making sure that when you do, it's not because you're carrying the ball poorly and sloppy. Um, it's, you know, the, the defense just makes a great play. Alluding back to what Shane Beamer said regarding how they broke down all these turnovers from last year, not all of Spencer Rattler's 12 interceptions were directly his fault. However, the bottom line is you never want to see your quarterback in the double-digit range when it comes to giveaways on the offensive side. And there were times where Spencer Rattler just flat-out trusted his arm too much, times where he threw the ball up in double coverage and even every once in a while triple coverage. Quite frankly, there were some games last year where Spencer Rattler was a touch lucky that there weren't more interceptions attributed to his stat line. Now, Spencer did say at SEC Media Days that he knows and understands that he has to do a better job in this aspect, and that is a good sign. But I still feel like how these games play out, how these games are flowing, especially the bigger games throughout 2023, that could end up deciding just how much Spencer Rattler is willing to maybe, again, sometimes hold back a little bit in order to be able to keep the football in the offense's hands a little bit longer on certain drives. Now, the final factor that could play a big part in how much Spencer Rattler could do for this team this upcoming season is how quickly he builds a rapport with all of his new targets. Obviously, he's got Antoine Juice Wells and Xavier Leggett both coming back. Likely, his top two targets, at least at receiver, for the 2023 season. But there's a ton of new faces behind those guys. And I'm talking about guys like Trey Knox, Joshua Simon, Eddie Lewis, and Elijah Caldwell, Nicholas Harper, the latter two of which enrolled in the summer. So they didn't even get to go through spring practice with Spencer Rattler. 
That is going to be key for this offense. I like the talent that Sacramento has at the skill positions at wide receiver and tight end. I think Spencer's got a ton of options, a ton of receiving targets this season. But getting into a rhythm, getting into a flow with these guys, you cannot quantify that. As I've said a lot with some other factors on this show, it just has to sort of take place when these games actually get underway. So that is definitely something that also has to happen. If Spencer Rattler is going to be able to help the Gamecocks reach their highest ceiling that they could have in 2023. Now, again, Spencer Rattler, it's all going to mainly lie on him regarding how well South Carolina can do this year, just how good they could be. But he is not the guy that's going to necessarily set the floor for this team. That group is going to be South Carolina's 2023 freshman class. And I'm going to explain why in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, the past few years, they have either been good or bad if you're a small business owner. Because some small business owners out there, you might have barely made it through the COVID-19 shutdowns and restrictions, and you're still just scraping by right now. But there's also some that might have realized that maybe they want to become entrepreneurs, that they wanted to be small business owners of their own, and so they start their own small business. But no matter what situation you're in, every small business needs qualified people to help the owner run that entity. And if you're in that position, then you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs today. Just add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word to everyone that you're hiring. And you can utilize tools like screening questions to filter through the candidates and eventually make the right hires. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Speaking of every single day, thank you as always to all of you every day who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecocks sports coverage. And don't forget, depending on the time that you are listening or watching this show, I do plan to go live later today and give y'all my reaction on what all I saw at South Carolina's first practice of fall camp. So be sure to tune in for that, whether you listen to us on an audio podcast app or you watch us on YouTube. All right, let's get back to this freshman class because if Spencer Rattler is going to set the ceiling for the Gamecocks in 2023 or determine how high that ceiling is, South Carolina's 2023 recruiting class is going to decide what the floor is for this team. Shane Beamer has said constantly this offseason that South Carolina, they're going to need help from this freshman class. Probably more so than they have had up to this point in his short time here in Columbia. And he reiterated this message once again on Thursday at South Carolina's media event. Here's what he had to say specifically regarding the need for these freshmen to step in right away. 
No, I think uh, biggest, I wouldn't say it's an issue, but um, challenge, something we need to get done is certainly just the, the we're going to have to rely on more freshmen earlier than any time that I can remember. And that's an exciting thing. These guys are really talented, but whereas before you may say, well, this guy may figure in a little bit on special teams and maybe by game four or five, he's contributing a little bit more on defense. Um, this year, more than any other that I can remember, we're saying we know true freshmen are going to have to figure in right now in game one. So that's, that's exciting as a coach, and that's what I told the staff this morning. We've got to do a great job of coaching and getting these guys ready to play in a short period of time uh, for sure. Now, as much as Shane Beamer tried to put a positive spin on again, having some of these freshmen step in, you could just tell by sort of the way that he delivered that answer that obviously, again, it's not something that is quite ideal for a head coach. Head coaches, again, they want to be able to have freshmen come in, sort of learn behind veterans, and slowly, you know, progress in year one, get physically acclimated to the college game, and then eventually step in maybe for a bigger role in year two or year three. That's just not going to be the case for South Carolina this fall. Out of the 24 high school commits that the Gamecocks reeled in for this past cycle, I think that six of these guys are guaranteed to be in the two deep by the end of fall camp. I think another three guys are toss-ups to be in the two deep, and I think there's three more freshmen on top of that that are capable of working their way into the two deep. But maybe they have a little bit more depth and experience that is sitting in front of them. Counting all that up, that's half of South Carolina's 2023 class that are capable backups right from the jump. Guys that could be serviceable in the two deep for this football team. Now to get back to how they could set the floor, what will decide where the floor is set for South Carolina is how many of those 12 freshmen that I'm alluding to live up to their potential this year and where these freshmen are at on the roster. So what positions they play. In my opinion, there are four specific freshman players that I think this staff would love to see step up or maybe really need them to step up right away. The first one that jumps out to me when you look at the 2023 class is Marky Anderson. And it's not even really close. The offensive line, as I'll discuss in a little bit, that is a unit that could make or break South Carolina's 2023 season. And Marky Anderson is somebody, he arrived in Columbia in January. He went through spring practice, played at multiple positions. I talked to him a little bit at media day yesterday afternoon. And he told me that right now he's mainly repping at both guard spots. And it's looking like he'll play on the interior, but he can't step out to tackle in an emergency situation. So Marky... Make no mistake, I think he is going to be in the two deep. I think that's basically a guarantee right now. He will be in the two deep. The question is, how much can he push maybe a guy like Trey Jones at right guard especially? Because I don't see him supplanting Nick Gargiulo by any means. And if he doesn't supplant Trey Jones maybe before the season starts, do we see maybe take over? by a certain point in 2023. We've seen that scenario play out before. The last notable one, I think, was 2018 when Blake Camper, who was a senior, I believe, that year, got supplanted by, at that point, true freshman Dylan Wonham 
at right tackle six games into the season. We could maybe see that same situation happen with Marky Anderson here. Dontavious Braswell, a guy that has been very popular amongst all of y'all in the comments section on YouTube. He's another guy that admittedly, I agree with all of you, I think that this staff would love to see him come in and immediately make an instant impact. Shane Beamer said at his presser on Thursday that Dontavious Braswell is even faster than he originally thought when he was recruiting him out of high school. And then Monteiro Hardesty, I caught wind of an answer that he gave to someone else's question regarding Dontavious Braswell when we were doing our gaggle interviews. And Hardesty said that from what he has seen and what he's heard, Braswell, he does not look out of place. He didn't look out of place during the player run practices throughout the summer. And he's also been getting an extra work with some of the preferred walk-on backs that they have on this roster, which is obviously a great sign for a true freshman coming in. Says that Dontavious is committed to trying to put himself in a position to where he can make an immediate impact, a significant contribution right from the jump. So that's a good sign for South Carolina's running back room. And then the last freshman that I think the staff would really love to see make an impact in year one and really step up immediately is Fakari Swain. Shane Bieber, another thing he said during his presser was, you know, besides the offensive line position, I think he mentioned edge rushers a spot where they would like to see some more guys, you know, take that next step, although he did give some guys some credit at that position. But he also mentioned the third outside corner spot. And it's honestly a position that I haven't really discussed a whole lot and hasn't really been mentioned a whole lot, I think, period, by the Columbia Beat. Because we all know that O'Donnell Fortune and Marcel Style, those are the two starting outside corners. We all know that heading into week one against North Carolina. But who is that third guy? Injuries do happen. And if we know anything about this secondary based off of last year, uh, it can only take one drive for a guy to go down in the defensive backfield. So if one of those outside corners does go down, who steps in? Vakari Swain, in my opinion, will be that guy. I think he's got the talent. I think that he's got the wits. He played both ways in high school. I think that's going to give him a massive leg up. Kind of like it did for DQ Smith transitioning from quarterback in high school to safety in college. I think that's going to help him immensely. And I definitely think you will see him in the two deep and be that third corner right behind those two guys. Would not shock me at all if he helps contribute in a big way in year one. So needless to say, this freshman class, again, they won't maybe decide how many games they could win on the high end in terms of winning eight, nine games possibly, like Spencer Rattler. But the difference between winning maybe seven games or six games, it could be that freshman class, in my opinion. It is that freshman class. They are going to set the floor for this team in 2023. Now, in just a couple moments, we're going to fully switch gears over to South Carolina's offensive unit, discuss why they could make or break South Carolina's 2023 season, and what Nick Gargiulo said that really caught my attention at South Carolina's Media Day event on Thursday afternoon. All of that in just a couple of moments. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Now, our vehicle is a part of our everyday life, and it's something that you hold sentimental value with because we all remember our first car or our first truck that we ever got. And we take great pride in taking care of our own vehicles. So the next time that your vehicle needs parts and accessories, 
you need to head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you'll get your money back. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, whether it is wiper blades, maybe some tires, or some spark plugs, you'll be back in the game in no time. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back once again to this Friday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Spencer Rattler will decide the ceiling for South Carolina in 2023. The freshman class, they're going to set the floor. But the group that could make or break this entire season, it's the offensive line. Shane Bieber was asked on Thursday afternoon which positions he and the staff still need to figure out when it comes to who that starting group is. And when he was asked that question, it did not take him very long to mention the offensive line unit. How that off, how the offensive line shakes out is one. You know, what does it look like from left to right? We talked about it before. We've got guys that have played multiple positions. So when we line up against North Carolina in game one, what does it look like at all five spots? But then also, we're going to play more than five linemen. So who are, who's six, seven, and eight? Because we're going to rotate guys in there. Uh, to me, that's one position battle starting-wise and then just the rotation in general. Now, taking that piece of information that Shane Beamer said and carrying that over to the offensive line, I talked to a couple of these guys on Thursday afternoon. And when I chatted with these guys, there was a observation that I made regarding sort of how they responded to me at the end of each of my quick gaggle interviews. And that was that the foxhole mentality has already taken over this offensive line group. And when I say foxhole mentality, what I'm basically talking about is these offensive linemen, they're basically, they've kind of hunkered down. They're all looking at each other and they're saying, it's just us that's going through this. All we have to rely on is us. We have to trust and believe in one another that we can get through this. Both Rashawn Lee and Nick Gargiulo conveyed that mentality to me. But Nick Gargiulo was the one that really stuck out in regards to the answer he gave. Because I asked him, you know, what offensive lineman do we need to watch out for in 2023? And completely unprompted, Nick Gargiulo basically addressed the narrative surrounding this entire offensive line unit with his answer. Saying, quote, I'm going to go with the whole unit. I don't read into what anyone's saying about us, but I understand that there's three guys, or four really, if you want to count everyone that played last year that we have to replace, and try to fill that void. I hope the whole unit's up for the challenge in stepping up and getting that done. So, there's a couple of things that I took away from that answer that Nick Gargiulo gave. One... Obviously, this offensive line unit is paying attention to what's being said about them. Now, some people might automatically say that that's a bad thing and might say that, you know, you just got to be someone that tunes out the noise. 
First of all, that's easier said than done, especially in this day and age when it comes to social media and just how much, quite honestly, we're all on our phones all the time. So it's not going to be easy for those guys to avoid everything that is being said or written about them. And I'm sure the majority of it has definitely not been in a positive light because of what Nick Argillo said. They have lost a lot of experience. It is viewed as a transition year when it comes to this group. But what I also took away from this quote is that Nick Argillo is going to be the glue to this room. Nick Argillo has sort of put his stake in the ground as, in my opinion, the leader of this offensive line unit. And that's certainly something that you want to see. Nick Argillo has the most experience when it comes to his entire college career going into, I believe, his sixth year and his fifth season overall. Started a ton of games at Yale. Was the team's sole team captain in 2022. A huge honor when it comes to the Bulldogs football program in the Ivy League. And it's really impressive to me considering the fact that he transferred in from an outside program. And just like that, Nick Argillo, he, he kind of, again, he just sticks out to me as he's the alpha in this group when it comes to leadership and holding guys accountable. And I do think you could also say that about Vershawn Lee. Vershawn Lee, it might not be maybe quite as um, quite out there, kind of like Nick Gargiulo's, but Vershawn Lee, I think more so, he's definitely going to lead by example. He's already He told me in my quick little gaggle interview I did with him that he's been helping these young guys learn. He's taken some of these young guys under his wing. Because he understands that, you know, hey, he's kind of an elder statesman now. Especially now that both Eric Douglas, Dylan Wonham, and Javon Gwynn, all those guys are now gone. So a lot now lies on his plate when it comes to leading these young guys along. Making sure that they fully understand what's expected of them and what it is they need to do in different situations. So I think that a lot of that is good obviously, for the Gamecocks offensive line unit. But the big question that I still have regarding this unit, if we're talking about a position-specific standpoint, I wonder about those tackle spots. I think the interior, one way or another, will work out okay. Not maybe great, but okay. You got Gargio at left guard. Rashawn Lee's going to start center. Right guard right now is Trey Jones. But you got Mark Anderson, who's going to push him there. Left tackle with Ja'Kai Moore, he's got a ton of experience, but as I've said before, he's been inconsistent throughout his whole career there at left tackle. And then at right tackle, it's kind of a hodgepodge right now. you got Tyshawn Wanamaker, you've got a case in Henry who's coming off of injury or a procedure that took him out for all spring practice. Jackson Hughes, the Charlotte transfer, I would not be shocked if he threw his hat in the ring there. And a guy that I haven't really talked about as much that I probably should talk about more, Sidney Fugard, the transfer out of Western Illinois, I want to say. He could factor into the rotation at either of those spots. I would say more so right tackles where his skill set fits. I don't think that he's got necessarily the quickness in his kick slide to play that left tackle spot, but who knows? I could be completely surprised on that. So definitely some question marks with this offensive line unit still, but it's clear that they're hearing them. And they're using that and channeling as motivation. And they've sort of started the engine to the Roy bus for their own unit. The Roy bus meaning the rest of y'all. Basically, the rest of y'all can think whatever you want about us. But kind of, we're all we got and we're all we need. Is the mentality that seems like this unit is taking. And that's being conveyed through their leaders. And again, I think that's a good thing. I think that you want those guys to feel a little bit disrespected. If that means that, hey, it's going to give you more out of them in 2023. 
With that being said, that does it for this Friday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Thank y'all so much, as always, for tuning in. What do you think about what all I said on today's show? Do you think that Spencer Rattler sets the ceiling? Do you think the freshman class sets the floor? And do you think this offensive line you could make or break this team's season? If you disagree with any of those points, let me know down below in the comments section. If you watch this on YouTube or Shoot me a direct message on Twitter at a line underscore SC. If you listen to this on an audio podcast app like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Either way, I thank y'all so much for tuning in once again. Have a great rest of your Friday. I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.